Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, nerds. This is your captain speaking, Jay. And here with me is my co-pilot, Chris. And you are on the non-stop to nerdery that is the Just Us Nerds podcast. So activate your autopilot, because we've got to get to the cockpit. The cockpit? What is that? The little room at the front of the plane where the pilot sits, but that's not important right now. Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think you have me confused with somebody else. I'm Chris. I'm the co-pilot. And you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. All right. Um, Chris, how you doing today, buddy? Good, man, good. Um, having our first guest star. That That's exciting. Uh, well, we're going to jump right in. We've got some exciting things to talk about on this show today. We've... Um, and what'd you read this week? We've got uh, Action Comics, and we got Green Arrow Rebirth. I think we're going to talk about uh, Aquaman Rebirth as well. So wh- why don't we jump in first with um, Action Comics 957. So this is, they've started renumbering the the, the comic yeah, books. I noticed again. that. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I looked at it, and I was like, wait a minute, we're back to this? And you're like, holy shit, did I miss? Yeah. <laughs> did I, did I, I miss, miss about, like, you know, 956 issues? Yeah. No, I, I think since the, the Rebirth event, to get back to that, that whole concept of continuity, um, they're, you know, they're renumbering the, the comic books. So, did you read this one? I did. Okay. I did. All right, great. So, um, this is uh, Action Comics 957. This is written by Dan Jurgens, and art was by <laughs> Patrick Zerker. You said Jurgens. Jer- you like Jer- <laughs> Jurgens. Um, the cost of it's uh, two ninety nine, either in your local comic book store or Comixology. Um, so the basic plot of this issue is that pre fifty. I'm just going to call him pre fifty two. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, that's good with me. That's yeah, the best way to describe. Yeah, pre fifty two Superman returns to Metropolis to confront its newest protects protect protector protects protector no to confront Metropolis's newest protector Lex Luthor. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like I said. I you mean Iron Man. <laughs> yeah right. I I don't have very much good to. We, we normally start with the good and then we go with the bad. I don't have very much good to say about um, this. So you might have more good to say about this issue than I do. Which is crazy because I'm not that big of a Superman fan. Yeah yeah. So uh, do, do you? Well here I'll I'll say what I liked about it and then yeah, maybe you can talk about um what what you did and my impression is that you might have more good to say about it than me. Possibly. Um, I like the artwork. Which. Yeah. It's pretty. Once again, here that, we go again. That's kind of a dubious we way to begin. We start with a, it's pretty, but ugh. Yeah, she's pretty, but uh, yeah, I don't, wouldn't have to talk with her for like hours on end. Yeah. It, uh, um, yeah, so the artwork is good, and I, I thought uh, having Doomsday show up at the end of the, the issue was, was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I think having Lex Luthor sort of appoint himself as Metropolis' pr- protector. Yeah. Uh, makes sense to me from a narrative perspective. Well, for me, like I look at him, he's the other person you think of when you think of Metropolis. You think of Superman and you think of Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't think of Jimmy Olsen. 
and, and, and this, even from the comic standpoints like somebody living in the city those are the two most famous people like when you think of gotham city you think of bruce wayne yeah so it's kind of the same thing and gossip gertie wow yes <laughs> um but do you what do you think about this though chris the uh this Lex Luthor, the one from the New 52, mm-hmm. uh, he definitely has some differences from his his pre-52 counterpart, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not dying of cancer. Well, he's not dying from, from cancer, but I mean, also, this this Lex Luthor is a member of the Justice League, isn't he? Uh, I don't know how up-to-date you are with like all the that, New 52 stuff. I'm not sure, but... I think he is. I think he's a member of the, no, of the Justice yes. League. He even references it yep. in the Because he the actually book. saved somebody or something. So you called him. You called him Iron Man. You want Iron you Luthor. Wanna, you want to expand uh, expand upon that, sir? Um. So basically, he's in this mech suit, and he even has uh the the Omnibeam. He even has the the center beam, like the 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 Unibeam the that Unibeam. The Iron Man shoots yeah. out of the, huh. the, his his chest. Yeah. I mean, you actually see it. Uh, he's got all these little gadgets to fight. Apparently, he knew Superman was coming because he's got stuff to fight. Superman. So for those of you that haven't read the issue or are not going to read the issue, uh, at this point in the story, New 52 Superman is missing, presumed dead. Lex Luthor proclaims himself savior and protector of Metropolis. Right. Puts on this mechanical iron... I mean, really, it is an Iron Man suit. suit. It's an Iron Man suit. The only difference is it's got a cape and it's got the S on the Superman S. And it's glowing S, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, what is Lex Luthor? He is basically the evil Tony Stark. He he is the evil Tony Stark. No, that, that that's a good point. Incidentally, just as a, a quick sidebar, uh, for our friends listening out there, <laughs> um, go to um, go to YouTube and look up um, uh, Superpower. No, not Superpower Beatdown. Death Battle. Yeah. Look up look up Death Battle, and there is an awesome Iron Man versus Lex Luthor oh, fight. Perfect. So so check it out. Chris was just showing me. Maybe if if I do pick a, yeah, a we'll YouTube video. We'll we'll show him uh, Lex Luthor using the uh, the Unibeam. So was there anything else good that you liked about this issue? What, you, what... you know what? It's really stupid, but I, I I like that they went back to Superman had that beard. Yeah. And he shaves the beard, but how does he shave? He uses a, a yes, shard, the, the shard of of, uh, of his ship because yeah, uh, it's th- the only thing that, that will withstand his heat blast. That's which... a great callback to the John Byrne yeah. uh, Man of Steel series because they explain yeah how does a man who's invulnerable how does he shave and he has this very complicated process where he uses his heat vision basically to melt off to, to yeah to to melt off his his beard. Um, so okay, a- so, any, anything else good you, you liked um, about this? Perry White's in it. I thought that was another good thing. They okay, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, stuff like that. Um, I know for a little while they were kind of shying from them. They, you know, um, it, it's 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 okay. Yeah, you sound like you're ready to get into the bad. Are yeah, you ready? Get to, let's get into the bad. Okay, well, into um, you want me? I'll do my bad points first. You yeah, do your go, bad go ahead. Um, You're gonna for, be here for, a while. Well, for me, when I read this, and, and I let me say, preface this with, I I like Dan Jurgens. I've I've enjoyed Ooh, when he's written. I, wait, Superman I found earlier. a good thing. Oh, you found a good. Okay. I found a good thing. Backing up. Okay. So they're moving, right? Yeah. Clark, Lois, and Jonathan. They're moving. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, you know, Dad, you could take care of this faster than anyone here. Yeah. And they say. She actually puts in there. She goes, Daddy's abilities and your emerging ones. So it's showing that Jonathan is starting to get powers. He, he is going to be the new Super Bowl. Our then. first. Uh, special situations only. You don't have to. You uh, you don't have them so you can cheat at everyday life. 
That's she good. goes, you start now, you're never going to stop. So I like that. I like that. That I they're like still that trying to instill that. So I like that. All I, right. I like I like that too. Bring on the bad part. Okay. Well, I, I was just saying, I, I do like Dan Jurgens. I've liked his, his work, uh, his writing and his artwork previously. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping this is just a one-off, but Superman still kind of comes off as a bully to oh me. Oh my God. In, full blown. Uh, you consider that this incarnation of Superman has been in hiding and has been very careful about protecting his identity. He's still going out and doing good things, but he has not emerged as, as Superman. He's got enough to update a, a suit, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but what I don't like is what brings him out of retirement, so to speak, is not an emergency, but rather the fact that Luther has shown up wearing the S. And his kid points it out because he's wearing your shield. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And and the whole exchange that takes place between Superman and Luther is basically you're wearing the shield, take it off. Well, and here's the thing too is Luther even says he goes as a tribute, I'll wear his cape and symbol in hopes it will continue to inspire us. So he's doing it even in honor of Superman. No, yeah. no, what his real intentions are we really we, don't know. Exactly. We don't we don't know that. But I mean, still, he's saying that, and you're like... Superman just ends up coming off looking kind of like a douche. He comes off as the bad guy. He, he really comes off as the bad guy. He shows up and just it demands, doesn't, you know, he's, take that off. If you're not going to take it off, I'm going to make you take it off. Right, and then he punches him in the and, mouth. Yeah, so uh, I, I really hoped that we were going to move away from this... Superman as a bully was one of the things I didn't care for about the new 52 Superman. So I'm sorry to see that carried on. As I said, I'm hoping that that's just sort of a, a, a one-off. Yeah. But you know what I did like with, with that little fight scene? Was yeah. Luther actually says, he goes, you seem older, more confident. He says, but you aren't him. So obviously he can see the difference between the new 52 Superman and this Superman. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting that Luther would, would notice. Um... For me, that line, I don't know, that felt a little, I don't know, I that line seemed a little clumsy to me. I felt like there might have been a, a, a better way they could have slipped that in there. Yeah. Um, but what, 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 what are things you didn't like about this issue? Well, I mean, and the other thing too is, you know, Lois and Jonathan are watching it on TV. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all this kid says is he goes, is dad going to fight Lex Luthor? And Lois is like, well, apparently... And he goes, apparently so. And the kid just goes, cool. She doesn't say, okay, we don't use our fists to, you know, yeah, that's not how we solve problems. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. daddy's bread and butter apparently now is he's going to punch people in the mouth. I, I guess so, yeah. So I, so that, that was kind of a disappointment to me. But when they first announced that they were going to be doing this whole convoluted storyline where they were going to be getting rid of the the new 52 and bringing back pre-52, the one thing I liked about it was, okay, maybe we're going to have a return to a Superman that has more of the, the those sensibilities of... I want the Boy Scout back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so maybe, you know, let's see how other writers handle him in the other books. But, yeah. but for me, it was a, a little bit of a disappointment. No, I agree. Um, here, here's my favorite moment. I'd like to hear if you had a favorite moment. Yeah. Um, so... I think Clark Kent showing up at the end of the video, that's a real, what? So we don't know who this one is. Yeah, exactly. And he's an older Clark Kent. He's not the young one. He's not the new 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is, they're they're doing something interesting with Superman. I don't know where this is going. It's going to be kind of neat because now Clark Kent and Superman can be in the same room at the same time. And, and I think they're going to undo some of the damage that was done during that. That you know, Did you know that there was a storyline where Superman got outed? Yeah. 
So everyone yeah. knew that he was. That yeah, he was Clark wearing Kent. Clark Kent's outfit, and then he gets blasted, and you see the Superman logo underneath his clothes, and, and, and everyone everyone knew that it was him. So, yeah. so I I think this probably is meant to reverse that, um, but I I thought that was that was that was really it's interesting, and as kind of going back to a conversation we had earlier about how do you save comic books, I think you do it. By, Don't do this. Well, no, no, no. What I was going to say is. Keep keeping them interesting. So telling yeah. stories that, that have people guessing. And while I did not like some of the things that I saw in this issue, it's got me curious as to what's going to happen Right, next. and like with Doomsday, I love that they have him in the containment suit. It looks exactly yeah. like the 90s yeah. containment suit. Yeah. So, I, I, like did, I said. Did you have a, a favorite moment, or did we talk um, about your favorite no, moment No, that, that was my favorite moment. I'm curious to see what they're actually going to do with the whole Clark Kent Superman situation. So Okay. All right, well, do you have an opinion about Action Comics 957? If you do, please let us know. Did you agree with us, disagree with us? Send us an email at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on our SoundCloud page. You can also leave a comment on our YouTube page. You can also leave a comment on our Facebook page. I remembered all of them! Yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ha! All right. Victory. Victory at last. All right, what's up? Uh, well, we're going to talk next about uh, Green Arrow Rebirth. We kind of had to yes. gloss over that kind of quickly last time. We can spend a little more time yes. talking about it. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, it deserves it. That's the thing. I really, we both really liked yes. this. Now, now here's the thing. Um, before the Arrow series, I remember when the TV series was coming out, people were like, oh, this is going to be dumb. Uh, I'm not going to like it. And now he's a household name. So I think they said, okay, we kind of got to make the comics a little more interesting so that way to, to pop it along. I've always liked Green Arrow. You know me. I like some of the odd superheroes, you know. I I always thought Green Arrow was really cool, you know. And he, But see, what makes him interesting? Uh, what do you, why don't you talk about... I want to hear what you think. Make, what makes him interesting to you? For me, he's, he's the regular man. He's just the heightened senses. I mean... He is basically Batman, but he chose a bow and arrow instead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a regular man who had a lot of money, loses all of his money, mm-hmm. and decides he he wants to defend his city. He wants to make his city a better place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what what see? I was gonna say what what makes him really interesting for me uh, is this whole concept that he is this sort of. Uh, social justice warrior yes. that that he kind of fights for the impoverished and kind of like a like a modern day Robin Hood. I mean the yeah. the uh, you know him the bow and arrow aren't a coincidence. Right. You know, the likeness between exactly. him and, and Robin Hood, um, and I think that's that's going to play into why I liked this this issue so mm-hmm. much. So so okay so this is Green Arrow Rebirth. You can I mean it's available now. You can you can find it at your local comic book shop. You buy can, it. Buy it. Uh, you can find it on Comicsology. Uh, written by Benjamin Percy and uh, artist is Otto Schmidt. Uh, that's a very German name if I've ever heard Otto one. Schmidt. Otto Schmidt. Um, uh, cost is about two ninety nine, and um, the the plot of this is we're you know kind of catching up with Green Arrow and Black Canary teaming who up who are with... not married who basically are learning about each other they don't know who each other are in in the pre-52 universe these two uh knew each other had even gotten married um and so this is them meeting teaming up basically for the first time to investigate human trafficking um so why don't we start do you want to start with the good this time and then i'll i'll talk about my good or you all right um artwork i thought was beautiful um, but like I said, it, it gives that kind of that impoverished look. 
Um, starts off kid begging for money. Somebody, you know, gives him the money. The money runs off. But, you know, and you find out what's happening to these people. The, basically, these homeless people are, are going missing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it kind of it goes into that. Um, and the fact that because they are homeless, no one's looking for them. Right. So, again, you have, you know, it's a story that's kind of speaking to, you know, the, the, the plight of, of the, the people that exist on the fringe of society. You know, and what I liked about the artwork, too, if you look at it, is it's got almost this unfinished look to it. I know what you mean. And, but then some of them, like, look at Ollie's really clear, but the kid that he's holding is kind of fuzzy and... It gives it sort of a kinetic, like a move, the impression of movement. Yes. Almost. Yes. Um, Like I said, I like that it starts off and he's wearing the new 52 suit, Mm -hmm. but he has a beard. He has a full beard. And previously in the New 52, he didn't have any facial mm-hmm. hair, right? No, he's some young punk. Which I know that may not, that may seem like a minor point to some of you, but going back to when we had had the conversation about this idea that if you age comic book characters and that in some way is a hindrance to them, that's why they were, the New 52 was presenting all of these characters as being. 20-somethings, and, right. and so now a return to the goatee, for me, is really kind of a sign that DC's saying, we're not afraid to age these characters. Well, and the other thing, too, is he even says, like, she looks and she goes, oh, look at you, and he goes, yeah, I shaved. It got a little annoying. And, you know, he has finally that nice groomed goatee, and, you know, what's funny... The pre-52 look. Right, but he's got that, you know, he looks like Ollie again, but yeah. except in this... Now, you know, he's he's got the full hood. And, yeah. And they're yeah. still kind of taking a look. I still, like, this suit mm-hmm. looks so much like the TV show for me. that they're kinda, It does. They want to kind of get that coinciding. So sure. People look at it and go, sure. okay, it's the same person. It's smart. It's smart. It's it's branding. Yes. I mean, it's smart, it's smart branding. Yes. Um, out of all the Rebirth one-shots that, that came out, this one, for me, I think feels the least, like, filler. I, I felt like we get yeah. an original story yeah. that introduces characters in ways other than just using what I refer to as the clip show device. Where, right. Remember when this happened? Remember when this happened? So it's Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, um, and I agree with you, too. The artwork is uh, is beautiful. Uh, the bad. What, what did, is, was there anything you didn't like about this <sighs> Yeah. Issue? This is something, and I, I think it's like a Green Arrow thing, man. He likes to reveal his identity like super freaking quick. Like he trusts people really, really easy. Hi, I'm Ollie, also known as the Green Arrow. You know, I mean, it's on his business cards. He's not Booster Gold, but holy crap, man, <laughs> calm down. Because I, I agree with you. I had the same thought. It was, it was like I, I know that they're trying to get these two back together. But it just felt a little rushed that, okay, you just met. <laughs> but but then again, they have said, though, that those two were showing that connection. So they're already kind... It feels like he knows her. He's I, known I, her forever. I know. Maybe that was part of it. Maybe the fact that he has this sort of unspoken familiarity, maybe that explains why he did reveal it to her so quickly. I did Honestly, I didn't think about that until now. But yeah. may, maybe that's why. Maybe it's sort of a... Uh, uh, maybe that's like the way of, of them. Well, yeah, but and also sort of the way of them showing the uh, the writer showing us. You know what? He has this sense that that uh, they know that other. they know each other, and that's why it would be so easy for him to reveal yeah. who he is. Um, anything else you you didn't like about this issue? No, really, no. Um, I I you know I like that they're they're 
restoring some of the things of like relationships and the sense of legacy. I guess for me, the, the one thing I didn't like was it, it felt like they were in a bit of a rush to get the two of these characters oh, yeah. back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the whole conversation between Black Canary and Green Arrow, uh, where she's kind of criticizing him for... You know, well, you say you're for the plight right, of the but poor. Right, you're some but rich boy. You, and... you, you sleep on a mountain of money. And I'm just thinking, dude, you you just met him. The, fir- the way that you met him was he has tried to save a homeless kid who he brought back to his house. You know, let him take a bath there. Now, mind you, let him take a house in his mansion. In his mansion. I know, I know, but it's like... You, my point is, you've only met him doing good, well, he's and you're going to jump too. in his shit. It just it didn't make sense to me. Do you think he gave the kid the address too? I, I know, right? That was yeah. Revealing his identity to Black Canary is one thing. Re- revealing it to some strange kid is is another thing. Yeah. Uh, watch, he'll turn out to be uh, uh, the next Speedy or, or something Some like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it so it just felt like they were in such a hurry to uh, to get the two of these back together. Uh, Black Canary and Green Arrow that they just wanted to rush it, but um, I, I did I did like this um, this issue. My my favorite moment in it is I, I love it at the very end where he he's like he's talking to her. They're like up on the rooftop. And yeah, the like, sun's and the sun's rising. Yeah, and... yeah. I didn't get your name. Oh, Dinah Lance. Oh, Di- Oliver Queen. Nice to meet you, Dinah. Uh, Dinah, and she's like finally. I, I like that. That was yeah. that was a nice little moment yeah. in there. Did, um, you had a, other other favorite moment? No, for that you? that actually was it. For me, like I said, for me, I think it's the beard thing, like where she's looking at him, she goes, you look kind of scruffy. And he goes, yeah, I know. You know, okay. and I kind of got along with that. Very cool. Um, we're, we're about 19 minutes in. Do you want to go yeah, to, you want to go, go to movie talk? Okay, yeah. let's, let's go into movie talk. Um, so, hey, we're, let, let's start with, uh, watch it. We pitch it. You, you cast it. it. All right. So, uh, the, the assignment, uh, that we had was to, we were going to cast, the Old Man Logan movie. So Now, there was one stipulation. And what was that stipulation? You could not use Hugh Jackman as or, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. You could not use Hugh Jackman We didn't want to use really any of the Avengers that we've already seen. Because right. I could go, oh, I want Jeremy Renner. Just make him look old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Come no, this, on. This was to be kind of an exercise in, in creativity. So, uh, just a quick synopsis for those of you that are not familiar with the story of Old Man Logan. He's old. This is He's old. He's yeah, Logan. He's a man. Yep. And his name's Logan. Yeah. I think we can give him a little more detail Here, than that. You ready? Can I can I do it in like you a couple do sentences? A couple sentences. Ready? Go. It's Wolverine meets Mad Max meets the original Judge Dredd with our, with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. All right. There there you go. There you go. Uh, the perfect. Perfect. It's pretty Love damn it. close. You got the mutants out there eating people. You got, you know. You, you know, folks, just in case that wasn't enough for you, as we kind of talk about our castings, we can, we can toss you a little more tidbits of information in there. That, that's good. But you're right. It is Wolverine and, and Mad Max. And, you know, I, I didn't think of it, but originally part of the assignment, too, was to come up with a director. And hmm. what do you think about the idea of George Miller oh, yeah. directing oh, this yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. The director of Mad Max himself Perfect. directing Old Man Logan. Done. Perfect. Done. All right. So, all right. So we we've got to cast an older Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're just gonna we said we were gonna take turns. We'll we'll go. Why you mine picked him? And then yours. Well, I want you. We'll do it. Tell me why you picked him, and then I'll tell you why, and then we can go from there. Okay. All right. So for Wolverine, the older Wolverine, Logan, uh, I I cast Clint Eastwood. You went ancient Wolverine. I went ancient Wolverine, and and uh, you know I I have always 
thought of Old Man Logan is it's very similar to one of my my favorite westerns, which is uh, Unforgiven. Oh yeah, it's can I you can see the that. similarities yeah. in the in the plot? Oh, that's the other thing too. It's a western, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 a western, and Unforgiven is this great story of this this killer who is now in his you know in his winter year or, or what do they call it the uh, winter, winter years se- winter seasons yeah. of, of his life and um and gets called out of retirement by some type of event and i, I just i thought that uh you know clint eastwood could really portray that really well of, of someone i could a, see that a killer who's who doesn't want to really do it anymore he's trying to just go on his own way this is the thing about this wolverine is he's trying to keep calm he doesn't really want he hasn't, trouble. he hasn't popped his claws in years. In years. He hasn't. He, he doesn't even know if they work. He doesn't even go by the name Wolverine anymore. No, he goes, goes by Logan. He goes, goes by Logan. He's got a family. He's yeah. got kids. Also, think about um, Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Um, you ever see? Uh, oh yeah, Gran Gran, Gran oh, Torino. I love that movie. Uh, so kind of also you can see, get off my lawn. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood does a good job of being yeah. a badass at any age. So, yeah. all right, who did you pick for Wolverine? Now, now here's the thing. I went. Not much older, but the reason why that I, I picked this person is because Wolverine does not age like everybody else. That's true. Remember, That's true. the guy technically is born in the Civil War, yeah. and he still looks in his 30s. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I went with Gerard Butler. I like that. I, he's able to portray that anger, but still he can do that. Probably you won't know, break his hip during filming well, either. Right, but think about, you know... Which Clint Eastwood like, might break his hip. Right, but think about like Gamer. He didn't want to fight. He didn't want to do anything until they forced him to do so. Mm-hmm. And then he's able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, But he's another big guy who can get in a shape, who's done action movies in the past, who knows how to do it. And I think he can. He can. He has that face of it. He, he does have that face of it. I, I, I agree. Um, no, I, I like your pick. So, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No, so, let, 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 let's who's move next? on. So, um, so in this story of Old Man Logan, uh, it's it's sort of a road trip, sort of buddy flick, because mm. uh, it's, yes. it's Logan, he gets called out of retirement um, uh, by, uh, oh, uh, that that's just the thunderstorm nope. outside. Thor is pissed off yeah, pay, in pay, Orlando, yeah, pay, apparently. Pay, pay no attention to that. Uh, it's sort of a road buddy pick uh, with Logan yeah. uh, going on the road with Hawkeye. Yes, Hawkeye's the one who comes to him with this mission to yep. to fulfill. So for that, uh, I I picked someone that I thought you know would would portray sort of that that cavalier attitude of Hawkeye, the sort of gruffness. Uh, I went with Bruce Willis. Okay. I I thought the Bruce. Now Willis are we would... talking like now his style would be more of like, you know, would it be. I'm thinking Bruce Willis in red, like red. Okay, yeah, like yeah, Die thinking, Hardish, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but more like you know, in red, he's he's plays that person who's retired and you know, sort of yeah. has that self confidence. I find him to be a little soft, like the way that he talks. Like Raising? for me, yes. <laughs> like like Clint for me is always that loud mouth kind of, but he's a smart ass. Okay. So for me, yeah, yeah, I went. I went old. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, for me, I went through the comic and I looked at him and I said, okay, this guy would look for this. We got sure, him. sure. So I went Chris Christopherson. Because yeah, 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 he, I like he that. He can be that guy who's like making fun of Logan, but I like still that. a guy who can handle his business. I like that. I like that. So, and he's a Marvel alum, too, yes. because he was Whistler that's right. in, uh, in Blade. That's so, right. That's good. I, no, I, I like that. So I like your pick. It was either going to be him or Sam Elliott. So that also would have been good as Gravedigger, but you know, um, or Caretaker, I mean, and um, 
but another Marvel alum. But uh, runner, a couple runners up for me for for yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. Just a, honorable mentions. Uh, Nick Nolte. Okay. Uh, Nick okay. Nolte, and then I know this guy has also been in uh, in Marvel movies before, but Jeff Bridges. Yes. Okay. It's all right. It's an X Men property. It's Fox. Yep. They can they can so mix, anyway, mix but and match. yeah, I I definitely. But like I like that. yours. I like okay. Chris Christopherson. Okay. This one I'm excited about. Okay. All right. So uh, the, the the villain, the primary antagonist of Old Man Logan is uh, it's the Hulk. It's, it's yeah, and it's it, not Banner. It's it's Hulk. It's it's Hulk. Um, he's this old balding guy and just cranky eating awful people old man eating people cannibal uh he's inbred uh, family he's basically been he's gone insane from like absorbing all, all the, the amounts of, of radiation from the nuclear bombs that that went off and uh, he is basically in charge of he he killed the abomination and took over his territory in this in this dystopian yeah, that's the thing too in old man logan basically they're set up into different sections kind of like the warriors where they've each got their own little gang and they've each got their own little area and Logan kind of has to go through these areas to get where he needs to go. Yeah, yeah. the supervillains have basically won. They've taken over. Yeah. And so the the Hulk, I went with someone that I thought could really portray just a, a, an evil, evil bastard. Now, mind you, we see Bruce Banner. But yes. he's this withered old man. and Which was another reason for my choice because we've seen this actor as a, a withered, withered old, old man. man and that's Brian Cranston. Oh, I love it. I, I think Brian Cr Cranston would do great as an older Bruce Banner. Uh, I, I So that, that, was, that was a reason for my now, pick. Now, once again, for me, I looked at the comic and I went, ooh. So I picked James Cromwell. Yeah. Wow! So I could see like yeah. this evil old man who's just angry and vengeful. Now for me though, the Hulk, I'm gonna use CGI and I'm gonna use Lou Ferrigno's voice yelling and all this kind of stuff. As the as right. the Hulk, but okay. as, as Banner, I saw James Cromwell, just this evil old man. I like and, that. You know, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I thought the way that he would he would work would you know excellent yeah. excellent pick. I like that. Okay, right, who's up? Um, all right, so uh, during the course of their their road trip, um, we uh, you know our, our heroes run across a, a couple dangers and they seek shelter with Emma Frost, who oh. also known as the White the White Queen. Yeah. Uh, if if you've seen the X Men movies, you would know her from X Men First Class. Yes, she was played by January Jones. Yes, she uh, was. Yeah, she was. She played. She played her very well, sir. Um, yeah, so, but but in this version, she's an older Yeah, but let me tell version. you, this was the hardest one to pick for me. Yeah. This was the hardest person to find. I I couldn't think of somebody. It took really? me, yeah, a while to think for her. Uh, it's funny, this one came to me right away. That, yeah. And that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, for me, I wanted someone who could play a, a sort of, uh, Emma Frost has always had this sort of arrogance uh -huh. to her, sort of, I know something, you don't, which is interesting because her character is a telepath, right. so of course she's going to know lots of things. Of course she's going to know. That, that, that you don't. So I went with, and, and she's British also, Emma Frost, uh, she wasn't portrayed that right. way in first class, but, but Emma Frost in the comic books is British. So I went with Helen Mirren. Oh, see, and I love that because... She can also play sexy. She can play sexy. She is. I don't know how old is Ellen Mirren. I think she must be like in her seventies. Thirties. Yeah. She, she is. She is absolutely beautiful woman. Fantastic actress. I yep. loved her in Red. I've loved her in everything. You we went I've seen. with kind of a red vibe with this movie. I did. Yeah, with my Bruce Willis yeah, and, and yeah. my Helen Mirren pick. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's who I went with. So who did you now, eventually settle on for Emma Frost? I picked somebody because I thought of she can be that loud spoken person. 
but she can also act that arrogant, you know, the I know something you don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I actually went with a little bit younger because I looked in the comic and she's not that much older. I think like in comic books, they always portray the women looking, well, you know, amazing. Anyway. Also, I know that it's been a while since you've read this, but in the comic book, she uses her that's telepathy, right, her telepathy right. to project an image that's younger than she actually is. So, well, but see, for me, I can do that. You have the younger actress and then do the, the CGI. Sure, sure, sure. But I went with Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's... So... Uh, she's a Brit, too. Yeah. Right? Perfect. I, I thought of two movies. First, I thought of The Lord of the Rings, where she's very omnipotent. She's very, you know... Yeah. I, I, as Galadriel, yeah. I know something you don't know, that kind of... Yeah. But then also, I thought of that outspoken wit that she could give Wolverine, basically, basically telling him to go to hell. And it's like when she plays in The Aviator, where she puts Leonardo DiCaprio in his place, mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. it's... I thought... Who'd she play in The Aviator? I never saw uh, that movie. She plays... Uh, keep talking and I'll, I'll look it up. But I know okay. uh, she plays. Um, well, it's not important. I one mean, of the Hepburns. Okay, I don't so. want to get. I don't want to get you off track. Anyway, I, I love that pick. I think. I think that's really good. Yeah. We got some good movies, man. I, Hollywood's got to come to us, man. We, uh, by yeah. the By the way, I would like to say with our casting calls, I don't know if you've noticed on the internet, there have been some comic book sites putting out. 80s version of the Avengers, 80s version of Civil yeah, War, yeah. 90s version of Civil War. Yeah. And all I thought was, those sons of bitches got it, it from us. We did it first. They got our the ideas from us. We so did it first. you're welcome. Yep, you're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. All right, so who else? Okay, so uh, we got two other people to go through. So our our sort of our second tier villain in, in the movie of Old Man Logan is the Red Skull. He, yeah. He has taken over New York, and he plays an integral part in the mission uh, that Logan and Hawkeye are, are carrying out. So for this, I uh, it's an older Red Skull. I mean, holy shit, he's got to be older, right? I mean, he's from he's like freaking World War II. He's this like guy, 200 years old. How is he even alive? I, I don't even understand that. Kate Blanchett played uh, Audrey Hepburn. Ah, okay. All right, perfect. Anyway. Um, so, uh, you know... Or Catherine Hepburn, I'm sorry. Catherine Hepburn, okay. All right. One of anyway. the Hepburns. Um, Audrey Hepburn's mom. Audrey Hepburn, uh, Catherine Hepburn, we apologize to, to both of you, wherever they're, you are. They're, um, they're both dead. They're both dead. Well, I apologize to both of you. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, we have an older Red, Red Skull, so I wanted uh, an actor who you know could play sort of plays evil very yeah, well, like an yeah. older evil actor. I went with Max von Sydow. Um, okay. You would, you would recognize him from if you saw The Force Awakens. Uh, he was that older person that... Um, not, not, oh shoot, what Poe Dameron was talking to at yeah, the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was about. in the movie Needful Things. If you ever saw the movie Needful okay. Things, he's okay. the bad guy in that. Oh. Uh, you're you're going to get this, buddy. Ghostbusters 2, right? Yeah. Voice of Vigo. Oh. I, Vigo, the scourge of Capaz. Was he Vigo? Like yes, when he yes, came this, in? the scourge, the scourge, yes, I know this. I know, this. The I, thing. I, I know, know this. this. The sorrow of Moldavia. Yes, yes the, the sorrow. sorrow, yes, yes, I know this, I know this. <laughs> Command you. Command me, Lord. That guy, that guy. Yeah. Well, he was also Vigo, right? He he didn't play, physically he was not the actor. Okay. He, he just did the voice huh. for him. Perfect. So, so Max von Sydow, that's who I went with for the Red Skull. See, I went with evil person and somebody who had already played a German and we saw it. I picked Christoph Waltz. You know, I wanted to do that. Yeah. It's like, I felt... It's kind of cheap. I felt it, it was kind of cheap, it, but I was like, you know what? He's the only one I could think of. It comes to a point where I start feeling bad for Christoph Waltz, because Christoph, if you're out there, I'm sure you're a delightful human being, yeah. and I'm so sorry that I keep casting you as evil people. But for me, honestly, there were only two people who could play it. It's Viggo um, Mortensen, or, uh, um, no, I'm sorry, uh, Hugo. 
Oh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Christoph Waltz. Or Christoph Those Waltz. are the only people I want to see. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe Mark Strong. Maybe. Oh, but they're okay. evil people. That's what they play. That's how they make their money. You think they're really evil in Not real at life? All. Maybe they're really evil. I want to see Mark Strong with puppies. And kittens. Yeah. Mark Strong, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, I want to see a video. We are challenging you to go on the internet and post a video of yourself frolicking with puppies and kittens. Do it. Do it. Do it. I bet you don't have the balls to do it. All right. All this right. is the last one. Okay. And this one. Uh, is this the one this where we both the pick one. the same thing? This is oh, the one. Okay. All right. So last, uh, last character. And it's funny because she's not a real prominent character oh. in the movie. Oh. But, um, but uh, so... During our road trip with our heroes, uh, Hawkeye has to get some help. He's he got to no, he's got to stop home. He's got to stop home. Yeah, you know, he's got to you know change the you know take the air out of this the uh, No, isn't uh, Hawkeye blind in this? He's blind. Yeah, yeah. he's blind in this one, which he, he's you know. blind and they're driving the spider buggy, the spider mobile, which I love. Where'd I, you I get just, it? I, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he didn't need it. Yeah, exactly. Um so in stopping home, he finds out that his daughter who is actually now, Spider Woman? Who's Spider Woman? She is the the great like the great grandchild of of Spider Man has been captured, right? Uh, and so he's got to go rescue her, and that is played by uh, excuse me, um, uh, Ashley Barton basically is, right. is, is her name. Is her name, and, and um, but there's this great twist at the end. It turns out she's not quite the damsel in distress. She can handle her she own. She can handle her shit. She like decapitates her 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 uh, captor. Yeah. Decapitates her captor. That's kind of ah, interesting sentence. She decapitated a captor. Decapitated decapitating decapitator. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I went for an actress that you know physically uh, resembled the character for looks me. Looks dead on. Looks dead on. But also, uh, you've seen her be a bad girl before yes. in Sin City. That's exactly where I went. And uh, and so I went with Rosario Dawson. I did too. I mean, this this woman, uh, you know, plays this in, in intensity. Yep. Uh, she can play. Uh, uh, tough as nails, really, really well. But then well. also she can do that soft side because she also plays Claire on Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. And she can play that, but she doesn't, you know, put up with Matt's crap. She just, you know, helps him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's so funny that we picked the the same one. So right there, I mean, that is the cast. It has to be. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, let us know what you think. Uh, you know, contact us on the social media on Facebook, YouTube. You can leave us a comment on SoundCloud. Uh, let, let us know what you think. Do you have a different opinion? Would you like to see either of our movies? Uh, we're at about thirty-six minutes in, so let's let's finish up with Toy Box. So we've right. got, got a couple things to talk about in in Toy Box. Uh, you brought this to my attention. I did. The I saw these. I was walking through Walmart. I'm. I'm buying the new Ghostbusters classic figures, not the new movie. They reissued the classic ones, thank <laughs> God. But anyways, I'm walking through looking for those. I found these Ninja Turtle figures. And I look and I'm like, okay, with the new movie, whatever. But I looked at them. These are movie figures from the 1992 uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at I I like them. And, and they're, 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 they're just slick. so detailed. And here's the thing. You get three different heads. They have four heads all together. Mm -hmm. You get their weapons. That you can attach and reattach. They don't literally have four No, no, no. They're not four-headed They don't have four-headed turtles. turtles. Okay. No, they're not mutant turtles. That might be interesting. But, but they are mutant turtles. But not Ah! But, but you not, see what I did? But not in that way. Not those kind of mutant turtles. So anyway, okay. they come with four different heads. They come, obviously, with their weapons. But it's movie accurate. Everything's yeah, yeah, movie yeah. accurate. And then they come with props. 
from the movie. I mean, straight out of the, straight out of the movie. Like Michelangelo's got the box of donuts that they try to feed to Toka and Reza. You got to be an uber nerd to recognize this. But I was looking at, it, I was like, oh, and there's the kielbasa that he was using as Michelangelo was using as the the nunchucks. Right. And then Donatello comes with the mop where yeah. he was dancing with when he was cleaning April's house. That's and right. And then the, 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 right. the foam bat. That he beats up one of the Foot Clan with right, in, the, in the toy right. store, exactly. Where he plays the the the, the dummy and the guy pokes at yeah. him and he moves and then he kicks yeah. it and just starts hitting him with it. Yeah, yeah. So incredibly accurate. And you know what's the best part? It's twenty dollars a piece. That's not bad. That's and they're bad. big figures. They're not little. They're they're like six and a half inches. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you look, that's what she said. That's right. <laughs> but if you're looking for a Ninja Turtle set. I think for for like the beginner or something like that, these are detailed figures for a decent price. You, you've seen them up close. I mean, I when have. You, you haven't even seen them just on the internet. Oh I mean, no, I like... have held them in my hand. Okay, all right, phrasing, phrasing. Um, um, all right, well that, that's good. That's yeah. Uh, th- so for twenty dollars, I mean, especially with how pricey these collectibles can be, that that's that's really nice. So, but there are uh, there are Walmart exclusive. Walmart exclusive. So you get out to your Walmart and find these if you're a Ninja Turtle fan. Uh, I, I've I've seen them online. They look very impressive. Yeah. Um, I would probably get them if I didn't already own the uh, really the, expensive the, ones that you paid for. Yeah, the really expensive ones that I that I paid for. Although the um, the Ninja Turtle ones that that I own are the cartoon yeah. accurate ones. They were the '80s cartoon. The so. '80s cartoon, and they, I don't think they were more than twenty dollars a piece either. So so these are really I've seen them. I really like them. So if you're a fan of Ninja Turtles. Go out and see it. Well, them. also, too, you're paying 20 bucks, but you paid 20 bucks plus shipping. See, yeah. these are 20 bucks with the convenience of already being out in stores. That's true. So. That's true. All right, what else you got? All right. Well, um, let's just talk about this next figure I am super excited about. you got to try to find it. I, That's the problem. You're not going to be able to find it. You're not going to be able to find it. What I am talking about, this is this is a this is a now a, mind you, this is very close to Jay's heart. This is incredibly close to my heart. This figure is a fucking beast, okay? <laughs> a fucking beast, and I have that written down on my show notes. No, you you really can vouch do. for me there, no, Chris. There. This is the H the SH Monster Arts Kao Kyu Kyoku series. I may be reading that wrong, uh Godzilla figure ah. this thing is amazing this is the, this isn't a gas store godzilla is it this like that is cheap rubber where it kind of looks like godzilla but it's not really Godzilla. oh no my friend this is not a cheap uh, knockoff this is the real deal does this look does he come with puff daddy he does where, not come, where he sits there and it looks like matthew broderick is, uh, is it that godzilla uh not that godzilla no oh. no we'll, we'll just have to wait for that one buddy no oh. no but you know if i if, wanted the iguana godzilla i know i know well you know may, maybe maybe after this one let's nobody m- wanted the iguana maybe, godzilla. maybe SH Monster Arts is seeing how this one sells, and then based on the success of this one, then they'll go for the crap Godzilla. Um, <laughs> this Godzilla is fucking awesome. So um, first off, how much is it? All right, this will hurt your wallet. This is one hundred and eighty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. All right. Um, so plus but, shipping. But listen to what you get for this. Okay. Okay. Uh, if if you get any figure at all, if you're a Godzilla fan. Sell all of your Godzilla collectibles. Use the money to buy this one figure if you can find it. Wow. Okay. okay. This is what you're getting all for right. it. This is uh, about an eight-inch tall figure. All right. That uh, it's it's got multiple points of articulation. It's loaded with all kinds of goodies and surprises. The dorsal plates have got LED lighting, so they light up like blue. Like they light up blue, like in the movies, like when oh. you, before he lets go of the atomic fire, and his dorsal plates light up. Um, the mouth has a light on the inside, so it lights up blue. Uh, we've got... Okay, you didn't know that you needed a Godzilla that plays music? 
but you needed a Godzilla that plays music. This Godzilla Does it play plays Twisted Sister. It plays Twisted Sister. It plays Judas to, Priest. It plays Judas Priest. It plays Back in Black. It does none of those things. It does oh. none of those things. I'm sorry. Is it an MP3 player? It is not an MP3 player, okay. but that would be pretty awesome. No, what is it? But it does play three different Godzilla roars and two different Godzilla theme songs. So this thing is going to be stomping around your house, playing the Godzilla music doing the Godzilla roar, you're going to want to just turn your whole house into Tokyo, you're going to want to just make little tiny Tokyo people for the Godzilla to stomp on, it's going to be awesome! I think they're Japanese people. <sighs> what I don't I think say? they're Tokyo people. They're Tokyo people! <laughs> because he always goes to Tokyo. You go to Tokyo, you ask any person in Tokyo, you're going to say, you're Japanese, they're going to say, fuck you, I'm not Japanese, I'm from Tokyo, damn it. Actually, believe it or not, Godzilla just got his citizenship in uh, Japan like a year ago, and now he is their national like welcoming committee oh. to Japan. As if so. I need, as if I needed another reason to go to. So Japan. there you go with that. But you got to come up with a name for that. See, that was that was the opposite of nerd rage. What would you call that? That's like nerdgasm. Is I, that I what guess. that was? I mean, that was like, was like euphoric. I was like, I, I feel cleansed. I feel good. So uh, if if you're a Godzilla enthusiast, this you may need to kill your wallet for this because this this figure is just absolutely beautiful. It's not going to be available until October or November. But here's on, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, Big Bad Toy Star already had the pre-order and they're already sold out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're sold out of this already. So you're you're you can buy it on eBay, but you're gonna be paying like four hundred bucks for your it. Your mission? Do you choose to accept it, people? You need to go out and find this Godzilla. Find Godzilla. Find him, and then let them fight. <laughs> um. So we'd like to know what you thought about some of the things we were talking about today. So uh, email us at justusnerdspc at gmail .com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube or leave a comment on SoundCloud. Did it again! By Jove, I think he's got it! Um, we thank you so much for listening, but that is all the time that we have on this episode. We hope you'll join us here next Monday and every Monday for our continuing discussion of comics, movies, and all things in between. Until then, we wish you good luck, and we're all counting on you. And remember, good luck. We're all counting on you.